Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out more of a streaming service and chill than a Woken Baked. Today we are discussing the 1987 classic Spaceballs, which starting by the time you are listening to this, will be showing at the Orca Theater in lovely Soldotna, Alaska on K-Beach. Now, because this movie is on Netflix as we speak, I don't know that I will necessarily say you should go to the Orca and see it. However, you should totally go to the Orca Theater and see it because it's definitely worth seeing. And the other movie that they are showing is not on a streaming service. And that particular movie is Days of Thunder, starring Tom Cruise. Little known fact about Spaceballs, it was offered to Tom Cruise. The lead, Lone Star, was offered to Tom Cruise and apparently Tom Hanks. I guess Mel Brooks had a thing for guys named Tom. Anywho, here is the Wikipedia breakdown. Spaceballs is a 1987 American satirical comic science fiction film co-written, produced, and directed by Mel Brooks. Starring Brooks, Bill Pullman, John Candy, Rick Moranis. The film also features Daphne Zuniga. Zuniga? Zuniga. Zuniga. Zuniga? I'm not sure at all. Dick Van Patten, George Weiner, and the voice of Joan Rivers. In addition to Brooks in a supporting role, the film also features Brooks regulars Dom DeLuise and Rudy DeLuca in cameo appearances. The film's setting and characters parody the original Star Wars trilogy, as well as other sci-fi franchises and popular films, including Star Trek, Alien, The Wizard of Oz, 2001, and Planet of the Apes. It was released by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, MGM. The same people behind the MGM Grand, but not really the same people behind the MGM Grand. All right, on June 24th, 1987, and was met with a mixed reception. It has since become a cult classic and one of Brooks' most popular films. You can't really argue with that. No. Um, very interesting film from, from beginning to end for a lot of different reasons. For a parody, it doesn't take off of all of the necessarily the same source material. You've got a princess... You've got you've got a, a Druish princess. Um, you she have, doesn't look Druish. She doesn't look <laughs> Druish. No, she doesn't. But remember, she had a nose job. This is true. Um, yeah, yeah. Not not to say that Druids have big noses, but she definitely had a nose job for her sweet sixteen. Yeah. Um, so it's worth mentioning that as well. But the, there was no Luke Skywalker character. It was yeah. if is if Luke Skywalker never really existed and Han Solo was a Jedi. Uh, which I think makes things a little bit more interesting, and you get rid of the weird paternal thing, uh, which they also, by the way, reference family connections or lack of family connections in the film. Um, I love Rick Moranis in this film. I love John Candy in this film. Most people had no idea who Bill Pullman was before this movie, so um, I, I'm one of those people. Now I know he's from Hornell, New York. But... <laughs> The film itself, it's really fun and easy to watch. The bad guys are memorable. Did you have any idea that it was Dom DeLuise as Pizza the Hut? No, I didn't. Interesting note, uh, Big Daddy's Pizza 
is providing pizza Friday and Saturday nights at the Orca. Nice. So every time Pizza the Hut's mentioned, you take a bite. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Right. Um, you could order a whole pizza and, and make it your goal to eat the whole pizza before he eats himself. Chances are, if you're going to see Spaceballs at the Orca Theater, you've probably already seen Spaceballs. This is maybe your opportunity to see it in a movie theater because maybe you weren't born when it came out. I remember going to the movies with my dad to see this. I don't remember a whole lot other than Pizza the Hut. Yeah. You know, but... It was cool that 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 existed. That was he was the most disgusting character I've ever seen in my life. Pizza the Hut was just gross. But now as an adult, I look at him. He looks delicious. I can see why the guy started eating his face. Um, Funny how perspective shifts there. Absolutely, absolutely. It was weird they didn't mention Max Hedrum in uh, in the description because his. Uh, I don't know his his hitman. Whoever the guy was that was next to Pizza the Hut was definitely influenced. Vinny, Vinny was obviously influenced by Max Hedrum. Yeah. Um, the film had a lot of really really cool references. I would have liked to have seen what had happened if um, I don't know maybe if RoboCop had come out a year or two before. But all in all, I think that it's it, well. It's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of those films that. Guys our age are taking their kids to go see. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of the conversation I've had with some of my friends is that they're taking the film, uh, they're taking their kids to go see this film because this is their opportunity to, to go see it on the big screen, which is one of the cool things that the Orca has been doing this entire summer. They've been showing movies that are, might be on a streaming service, but you know, this is your opportunity to sit down and really have a good time and, and see a film like Spaceballs in its original, like its intended setting. I mean, 30 years ago, the idea of streaming a movie into your house via the internet wasn't even an idea. Like that was, we didn't have the technology, we didn't have the capacity, we didn't have the brain power to figure out that this might be the future. Yeah. Um, and now we're looking at, you know, the Elon Musk Neuralink being able to just, just, hijack your, uh, your, your, your brain and, and give you all of the information without having to do any of the work, which on one hand is pretty cool. It's also a very Elon Musk thing to do. Yeah. Um, it is also worth mentioning this film's influence on Elon Musk. Um, the flamethrower, um, he said on the, on the Joe Rogan experience that the flamethrower, um, idea for his boring company's flamethrower came from the Spaceballs flamethrower. It's popular with the kids. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, earlier in conversation that uh, some of the Tesla models come with ludicrous speed as a setting. Yeah, and plaid. And plaid. <laughs> this is one of the most entertaining films of all time. It's For a film that's a parody, it's incredibly original. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of things going for it that I don't think, A, you could you could make a film like this. You had, like, the white stormtroopers uh, storm with a comb, and then you had the black stormtroopers with a pick. Um, we ain't find shit. <laughs> just, just great. It, this, this film, okay, Mel Brooks films you couldn't make now. Blazing Saddles you couldn't make now. Uh, History of the World you couldn't make now. I mean, you could probably make a sequel 
or um, make men in tights. You could make men in tights now. Um, or, or could you? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, a chew and a sneeze. Like, for me, Spaceballs set the Mel Brooks bar so high that it took me a long time to have any kind of appreciation for Men in Tights. Yeah. Um, I remember watching Men in Tights when I was like 12 or 13 years old, like, which is, I think, the prime age to watch a Mel Brooks movie. And, and I just couldn't get into it. There was nothing in it for me. However, as I got older, like, it, my perspective changed. You know, I appreciated seeing uh, Carrie Elwes from The Princess Bride in, in that role. But the film itself, at the time it came out, it, was, it wasn't Spaceballs, mm. which was just such a, a high bar. Um, I like Spaceballs more than I like the first three and the last three Star Wars. <laughs> Easy. Um, what did you think of the film? Uh, it's been a personal favorite since I was young. I think I was nine or ten the first time I saw it. Uh, me and all my friends were super into Star Wars, read all the books, watched the trilogy pretty constantly. Um, Monty Python was also a heavy influence on our sense of humor so Spaceballs just kind of hit that niche you know uh, just taking simple things in a direction that you didn't expect um, and that's how my Python operated you know it's like okay they're going this way and then it takes just this left corner that makes sense but doesn't <laughs> There were things that like, you definitely didn't see coming, but they made perfect sense. Yeah. Um, now, do you have a, a favorite Monty Python movie? Um, I, I say, because of how much time we spent on it, my buddy printed out the script for it. At one time, I had the whole movie memorized. Holy Grail. You know, but... Uh, it's, it's hard to really say that that's my favorite, because love the series. Fawlty Tower series was amazing. Love the movies that each of the actors and uh, participants went on to create. Uh, Douglas Adams, uh, creator of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, went to school with a number of them. And he helped, uh, I think in season three, with a lot of the writing. And he did a small bit of acting. But he was really heavy in that crowd. So there's just lots of connections. <laughs> There, um, there's some really great parody uh, out there, and there has been some great parody out there. I had the opportunity to talk to um, my father recently about uh, National Lampoon, mm. like as a magazine. Uh, it was um, there's a word for it. When we had this discussion, like my vocabulary is going to shit. Um, <laughs> But it's, it starts with a P and, it, you know, it doesn't matter because when you start reading these, these old um, National Lampoons or you watch any of the old National Lampoon films, like the original National Lampoon's Vacation, the European Vacation, um, they have a life of their own and what they do is they, they kind of like insult 
common standards for decency, mm-hmm. um, but in a way that's not necessarily harmful. Um, uh, Cousin Eddie, um, you know, uh, or um, Chevy Chase's character, uh, Clark Griswold. Um, Clark is every father that, like, he loves his kid. He loves his kids. He loves his wife. Uh, but he's bored as shit uh, in his life. Yeah. Um, and so he just has this family and he goes places and he does things and he has these adventures every so often. Um, Mel Brooks, um, he did this thing in his movies, whether it was, you know, like History of the World or or High Anxiety or Spaceballs, where he just sort of turned the mirror around on society and said, almost said, like, is this what you think is funny? Because I've got that. Um, but it, it's it's in a way that, that might might change the way that you... Um, you look at the originals because mm-hmm. I didn't see Alien or Aliens until after I saw Spaceball, so I didn't get that. I didn't get that that scene with John Hurt and the alien popping out of his stomach. Um, but there I see it. Like there's Ripley and the rest of the Space Marines <laughs> surrounded by John Hurt as he's got an alien popping out of his uh, stomach, yep. singing Ragtime, um, <laughs> yep. as it should be. Um, and it's cool how the joke stands on its own. You don't have to have gone back and seen Alien Aliens. You didn't have to be aware of it for it to be funny. But being in on the joke, it just enhances the humor in the moment there. It made me want to watch Alien with my kids. <laughs> um, they might not talk to me again, but <laughs> but I really feel like that like that scene like. It's one of those weird things. It's like listening to um, to like a good rap record that has a lot of samples. Mm-hmm. Like you can go back, or, or even a record that's been sampled a lot, uh, and you can play it back to back, and like, oh, that's where you got this. Um, like uh, on on the um, Jay Z American Gangster soundtrack, there's a song called Hello Bro- uh, Hello Brooklyn uh, with Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. and that beat was taken from a Beastie Boys song called Hello Brooklyn. Um, on Paul's Boutique, which has a billion different samples on it. Um, so it's being able to go and, and play, you know, this is where this song came from. Uh, this is where this movie came from. This is where the scene came from. And, and they put it all together. So if you've seen these films and you enjoyed these films, you'll probably enjoy this because it's a, it's a much lighter version of, of what you're getting over there. I think Spaceballs is better than Star Wars. This one film is better than everything that George Lucas has done. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and I say that having seen everything but the Clone Wars, which is a shame because, like, I know the Clone Wars is good. And it tells the, it tells a story the way Star Wars probably should be told uh, in in uh, more of a serial, more of a you know every week the adventure continues. Yeah. Um, but Spaceballs is like that. Spaceballs um, stands on its own. Like, you didn't need a sequel. You didn't need Space uh, Spaceballs 2, the, the search for more money, or Spaceballs 3, the search for Spaceballs 2. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be pretty damn cool. Um, 
Interesting, weird trivia. Max Brooks, the guy that wrote uh, World War Z, is Mel Brooks' kid. Really? Yeah, so if you're wondering what the the child of the guy that wrote Spaceballs is into, zombies. Zombies. Zombies in the apocalypse. Um, hmm. So... I want to I want to do something cool for people who listen to this podcast and because this is going to be a shorter one probably clocking in at maybe 25 minutes by the time this is all wrapped up um, if you can drop a message either in the comments on SoundCloud or in the comments on our Instagram page and you are local to the Keenisle.net area I will pay for two tickets to Saturday afternoons, Days of Thunder. Um, if you can repeat back to me in the comments that John C. Riley was in the greatest uh, racing film of all time, not not Days of Thunder, but Talladega Nights. He was in Days of Thunder, but he was in Talladega Nights, and he was in one of the best musical biographies of all time. Joaquin Phoenix gets a lot of credit for his uh, portrayal of Johnny Cash. J.D. Fox gets a lot of credit for his uh, portrayal of Ray Charles. John C. Riley did a better job of Dewey Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, Dewey Cox's relationship with his father, with his wives, with all 73 of his children and his 5,000 grandchildren. He did a really good job portraying uh, the legend Dewey Cox. A legend, a real legend. Yeah. By the way, um, if you miss the Dewey Cox Memorial Concert, it's probably the only time you're ever going to see Lyle Lovett, Jewel, and Ghostface Killa on the same stage. Mm-hmm. You gotta walk hard. Yep. Um, so, you, what are you recommending on Netflix or Prime? Netflix or Prime? Oh, my brain's dead. Um, Netflix upgrade. Okay. It is about a man whose wife is murdered. He's shot, leaves him paralyzed. Um, a friend of his has access to a new technology, gets a microchip implanted in him that allows him to regain control of his limbs. But it also comes with an AI. And the AI and him go and try to solve his wife's murder. And there are many twists and turns. Insane camera angles. Uh, the fight's... Are crazy this actor is amazing what he's doing in this movie um, his control over his body oh, very well done uh, the writer director uh, wrote and directed the new Invisible Man movie which also is mind-blowingly well done uh, the cinematography is amazing so yeah either of those <laughs> so the last thing that I watched on Netflix uh, was Cursed now, um, Cursed has been uh, getting a lot of shit uh, from critics. It's been one that's pooped on. Um, it is a sort of modern retelling of uh, Arthurian legend. Hmm. Um, young, uh, young Arthur, prior to becoming the king, he was a young mercenary. Um, written by Frank Miller and Tom Wheeler. Frank Miller, uh, known for a lot of comic books, known for a lot of graphic novel novels, uh, The 300, Sin City, 
the spirit. Um, he's he's done a lot, and you have to remember that he does comic books. Uh, Tom Wheeler wrote um, Lego Ninjaka. So, like, I enjoyed that film. So these are dudes that write comic books, and the the, the most well known actor um, is uh, I'm Skarsgård. It's one of the Skarsgårds, um, but it's the guy that plays Floki on Vikings, and he plays Merlin the magician. That is the, oh. the only actor of note that you'll you'll see in this film or in the show, and you're like, oh, that's so and so. That's as it's supposed to be. Um, so people were taking this very seriously, like how are you gonna tell Arthur like the you know, like you did? Well it's because it was written by by a guy that by guys that write comics, by guys that write cartoons, mm-hmm. guys that aren't taking the source material too seriously. Um, it's written by the guy that wrote three hundred. So like so there's violence, there's sex, uh, and it was also written by the guy that did uh, Lego Ninjago. So there's that too. Like, it, <laughs> no, that's a surprise, Ninja. Surprise. You know, and, and that's and it is what it is, dude. Like, it's not something that you should, by any means, by any measure, uh, take seriously. It's it's a fun show. It's a it's a fun series, and uh, it's Gustav Skarsgård. Gustav. Gustav. It's the biggest named actor in the whole thing. You can run through the IMDb. You won't know anyone's name unless you've watched Vikings. Other than that, it is what it is. All right. Um, now, I understand also on Saturday, River City Raceway will be doing a car show at the Orca Theater for um, well to, to promote Days of Thunder. So Awesome. Yeah, you get out there. Meet some uh, J.P. Carnegie, who's been on the podcast. Uh, Sean Whitmore, who is a local MMA fighter and a racer. Uh, I'm not sure if Maddie Stitchell will be out there. She is the young lady who is uh, number one in sprint cars uh, right now. She's only like 16, 17. Wow. Young gal. Young gal, but she's kicking everybody's ass. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, folks, I look forward to hopefully seeing you out on Saturday if you don't get the coughing aids between now and then. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Jacob, Siri, thank you so much for your time. Anything that you want to throw out before um, wrap up? I can't think of nothing. Brain's dead. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's like 11 o'clock. All right. Ladies, gents, others, have a great day, great afternoon, great whenever it is that you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. I want to watch Warrior Man. I kind of want to watch that. I just like the title. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a new Kung Fu movie on Netflix uh, worth watching. I don't know if it's actually worth watching, but I like Kung Fu movies, so there's that. So, like, the final Ip Man came out recently? Yeah, like Ip Man 4. Yeah. I'm not sure if it has the original Ip Man in it. Couldn't tell you. Wait, original, original? No. No, he's He's been gone for a minute. (laughs) Um... All right, Jacob, thank you so much and for your time and for your energy, good sir. Pleasure. Thank you.